Welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we are going to go through our win-loss projections on the entire Iowa State football season. We got some basketball news of Gabe Kalsher and Tyrese Hunter beef, as well as some up dates on the recruiting world but as always we are brought to you by bnc fieldhouse head on over to bnc fieldhouse to support our boy ben and for the best drink deals on welch avenue as well as best place to watch the big game there's some baseball games coming up right new am i an idiot or is that is that correct there are baseball still a thing right now right baseball is a thing right now yes yeah the field of dreams game is coming up okay yes between two very exciting teams and the cubs and the reds who are both awful um, I don't even yeah. watch baseball, and even I know that that it's a terrible game. But either way, watch right. the uh, Field of Dreams game. Tune into uh, the Moonlight Graham. There's a, very, a little free plug for them, but they uh, live and breathe the Field of Dreams. But um, of course, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for five dollar pitchers. You're not going to get that anywhere else. You've heard Newton and I talk about it for the past couple months. So head on over there, support our boy Ben, and if you like this podcast, um, make sure you go and show your support to them. So. Today, we are going to go through the entire football season. Win-loss projections, kind of how we're feeling about each game. We won't, you know, drain them too terribly much because, of course, we will do pre-game prep before every single game this season. But, um, oh, no, this is always fun. You know, it's fun to test our knowledge to see how dumb we are at the end of the season, which, you know, usually always happens. Um, But, you know what? We're going to do our best shake. So this uh, this is for Mizzou 67 our best insight and analysis. Yes. Yes. He said stick to interviews. We gave you guys an interview somewhat recently. So sorry. So this sorry is us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't have, um, can't have, you know, everything be your way Mizzou, but um, should we just get right into it? Huh? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's we start do. with SEMO. All right. SEMO. <laughs> <laughs> September 3rd versus SEMO. Southeast Missouri State Redhawks FCS team. Um, I don't know, Newt. This one could be a close one. First game clones, man. They're, they're always a little worrisome. <laughs> always a little worrisome. So, Do you I mean, remember when we lost in North Dakota State? I think it was my freshman year of college. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they've lost to North Dakota State. They've lost to you and I. They've had really close ones to you and I. I mean – it's uh also the raging cajuns what was supposed Rasa, to be our best football year? <laughs> who was good they ended the year ranked um, they did you know but yeah i mean it, it is a um a campbell tradition at this point almost for <laughs> this team to be a little bit slow out of the gates um you know I, I would hope that we're not too terribly slow i don't think southeast missouri state is as much of a sort of a, a powerhouse as, um, you know, a you and I, or obviously North Dakota state is so that that is probably a little bit, um, less worrisome, but it's still the first game. And I'm not going to say like, I'm, I'm like 100% confident in it, but I still go. feel pretty good about it. So yeah, I'll, let's I'll, talk I'll, this I'll, up I'll, as a win. I'll, I'll put this one as a win. Yes. So. All right. All right. Okay. I figured we were going to agree on that one. And by the way, for our listeners, what we're going to do here is Newt and I are both going to give our own predictions. If we have something that we agree on, then we'll either rock, paper, scissors, or just figure out a way to agree on it. Just so we have an outside the lines total. Cause we're probably going to post it to see again, how dumb we are at the end of the year, September 10th against Iowa. I should say at Iowa, at Iowa, um, at Iowa, um, quickly, 
I don't believe in their offense at all. And what I said last year is if they have a defensive score, then they're winning. Otherwise, if they don't, then we're going to win. So um, pretty early on in the second half, they had a defensive score off of a um, Brees Hall fumble. And that was it. Ended up losing. So I just want to throw that out there because I'm not right about everything. But the times I am right, I just need people to know of it. Um, Before I give my prediction, I know what yours is. But what are you feeling? I'm not going to predict Iowa State to be Iowa until it happens. So. Yep, I'm <laughs> the exact same way. That and is I'm my not prediction. as cynical as you. Look, it's just, it's one of those things. You know, if I live somewhere and people are like, hey, it snows here, and I've never seen snow for a couple winters or something, I'd be like, does it really snow here? And they'd be like, yeah, we swear. And it's like, well, I haven't seen it. So until I see it, I'm going to believe it. And I haven't seen Matt Campbell beat Iowa yet, so I can't keep predicting it i guarantee you i'm gonna get my hopes up it's gonna be a a very anxiety inducing three hours on september 10th i've already blocked off my schedule here Uh, like like no i'm doing this this weekend no one's gonna bother me i might be in a good mood um after i might be in the worst mood after it but (laughs) this is uh yeah so well i'll be on my honeymoon in greece at this point so um if Iowa State happens to win, then I think I just need to leave the country every single time we play Iowa for that, the betterment I, I of the team. I could fund that. I would fund that, honestly. You would? Okay. Maybe. Well, maybe. Shit, I'll take maybe. you <laughs> If I leaving the country means I could also send you to, like, Canada. Uh, yeah. Well, if it's, if it's fall, I wouldn't mind Canada in the fall. Actually, send me to – oh, no, I was about to say Alaska, but that's that's still the United States. That's the um, country. Yeah. Um, I want to go to Alaska in the fall, see the northern lights. Weather's still not horrible there. Okay, this is off topic. Um, you know, I'm the exact same way. I, um, I made a promise with myself about three years ago that I was never going to pick Iowa State for this game until it happens. Um, just because I feel a need to say it out loud, I do feel really weirdly good about this game, though. I, I don't know why. Oh, shut up. This is my prediction. It'd be bad if I said that. Whenever I feel good going into a game, it's it's not a good sign. It's actually an awful sign. I I don't know why I feel this way. I just, I think, um, I I don't know, man. I I just think our defense is going to come back pretty solid, I believe, um, with Bo Freiler. I mean, we just have so many studs on the defense that are coming back. The offense is going to be interesting, but I think with um, Hunter Decker's kind of moving the ball downfield a little bit more, uh, we maybe could have some better luck with that because I remember Purdy was just really struggling moving the ball downfield. I love Purdy. I'm a Purdy homer, but specifically against Iowa, he was late to a lot of his throws and his arm strength couldn't really surpass him being late on some of these things. I think Decker's can maybe, um, you know, do a little bit better with that. He's a bit riskier, so I'm afraid of the turnover battle. And if Iowa wins that turnover battle, it's a hard game to win. But at the same time, dude, like you just get a couple touchdowns, couple offensive touchdowns against them, and you're weirdly in the game because with Spencer Petrus, I don't think I really trust them to win many shootouts. Um, again, I just don't trust their offense. So if, if we can get two offensive scores and just kind of punch in a few field goals, I really think we can win this game. But uh, so I, what I just said right there, goes against my prediction. I'm predicting a loss because I, again, not going to predict that until I see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I This game is just going to annoy me until it occurs, and then it'll either make me very happy or I'll be annoyed till it comes back again in, a, in, in another year. But <laughs> that, I'm going to predict a loss. Um, 
but I also think it's a slight advantage to be playing it in Iowa City. I don't know why. I think that was the last time we won too. Was in Iowa City. No, it was. Yeah, so, it was. Um, it was off of um a Kirk Ferentz timeout when we missed the field goal, went back on the field and then kicked and made it. Yeah, that was fun. So another stat: Hunter Deckers is also eleven for sixteen, one hundred fourteen yards and one touchdown against Iowa last year. So for real, dude. Good. Like I. I I don't yeah, he had like, more passing yards than Spencer Petrus did in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget Spencer Petrus completed two passes in a row. I think it was the only two passes all game where he completed them in a row. And he turns to his sideline and flexes to him. It was so funny. I mean, for what it's worth, the, the sideline flexed to him first, and he just kind of did it back to him. But that that's them. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You guys see that cycle and see those two back to back completions. Boom. See the guns on our QB. I'm looking at the box score right now from last year's game, and it it is so infuriating. We had, we had, <laughs> we had almost double their yards, double their passing yards. Um, we had 10 more first downs, but we had four more turnovers. <laughs> Yeah, and that's I remember it. watching it too. And the defense played so good, honestly. And they just got put in such shitty circumstances. They allowed less than 200 total yards. Actually, oh, I'll, I'm gonna say this if Hunter Deckers throws no more than one pick, we win this game. Okay, that's gonna be my, my little clause. If he throws two picks, we're done. And this also counts as fumbles too. If he fumbles the ball, it's done. If it's Hunter Deckers, he alone, if he has no more than one turnover, we win the game. Um that was a long analysis on Iowa. I apologize, Mizzou 67. We are moving on to Ohio, September 17th at Jack Trice. Should we just move on? I mean, this got to be a win, right? I mean, come on, it's Ohio. Dubski. Dub. All right, moving on. Mostly because we don't know anything about Ohio, but moving on, <sighs> September 24th versus Baylor. Uh, I'm going to pass it to you before I give you my little uh, thoughts on it. What do you think about Baylor? With third year, Dave Aranda? I think that this game being earlier in the season is a huge disadvantage for us. And it, and mm-hmm. I, and that, that's what I don't like about it. Cause I like, there's like, this isn't October clones yet. And Baylor was, you know, they're the preseason pick to be the best um, in the big 12. And I also think it's just even a slight disadvantage to get them in September in Ames versus if we got them in November or even late October with some cold weather. I'll say they play better in the heat. They do. And they play better in the heat when they also don't give you tents and um, your Mm -hmm. sideline is like 30 degrees warmer and like you're literally dying, but they normally, yeah, do play a little bit better. Um, Yeah. I think with that, with a couple of those factors um, and I think maybe this Iowa state team and probably the offense is trying to figure things out still. I'm going to, I'm going to give Baylor the win here. All right. So this one's going to be interesting. New, um, you know, Baylor has not won at Jack Trice since Mac Campbell's first year in 2016. Um, we show that we lose to Baylor pretty consistently when we play in Waco. Uh, however, we've had some pretty good success over the past uh, few greetings in Jack Trice. So that's kind of why I'm leaning toward Baylor Honestly, I hadn't thought that exact same thing. October cyclones just hit different, right? I'm dipping. I'm just ditching that entire philosophy. I, my entire brain is just, you know, erasing all of that memory. 
I just truly think it's a new era. Brocktober is no longer a thing. I don't know if us starting slow is going to be a thing moving forward. I don't know why I just feel that way. So um, I really like kind of that analysis, you know, just playing them a little bit earlier is usually not good for us. But um, I, I don't know, you know, Jerry Bohannon, uh, he, he transferred. Um, however, they still have, uh, you know, Abram Smith and Tristan Ebner as the best running back duo in the conference, possibly even the entire college football and one, th- I just want to give a shout out to Tay McWilliams. who's a great third stringer. Um, it's just crazy that that guy's a, a third string running back behind those two, you know, two headed dragons. So I, I, you know, I would actually rather play them when it's nicer out because I think that's how you can kind of maybe get the air game going a little bit more. And um, if it were a colder game with their running attack, I would not like our chances as much. So Usually I'm superstitious with that, but I'm kind of dumping all of my superstitions going into this year just because Brocktober's over, man. I think um, it's going to be a whole new era. So you're you're taking an Iowa State win? I'm taking an Iowa State I will, win. So I will give you a stat us? to support you here. Okay. Iowa okay. State. So are you going to? Okay. Iowa State has only lost like one conference game since 2019 at home. And it was to Okie State. I was at that game. I would just like to say that. So, um, but, but yes. Um, or So, I mean, it is not just a, maybe an October clones. It's like a home Jack Trice clones. You know, they, they protect yeah. Jack Trice, except for when they Iowa do. comes. <clears throat> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm still going to hold my pick, but I did want to provide a little bit of those supporting facts for you. Okay, we'll go with a loss for now because they are predicted to be repeat champs, which I don't agree with. But let's just say I don't this think they'll be the repeat next, champs, but I don't think so either. Um, but let's just give the nod to the media and to you. I get the next tiebreaker. Okay. Sure. All right. That works. October first at Kansas. I, let's move on. Right. Okay. Dub. Okay. We're not Texas. Dub. We're not Texas. We're, yeah. Right? We're not Texas. Um, October eighth horns down October 8th versus Kansas state. So they're coming to Jack Trice, um, new quarterback transfer in Adrian Martinez, really hot running back in Deuce Vaughn, who is projected to be possibly even a Heisman candidate for this year. Um, new offensive coordinator with Colin Klein, third place Heisman finalist for K state back in 2012. I don't know. I just think the team is so new. I think Adrian Martinez is a little overly hyped I don't think he's going to have it figured out by October 8th. I think maybe if we played them a little bit later, maybe in November, it could be a different story. But with the new quarterback, you know, just kind of new, very new team coming to Jack Trice, I don't really think I like um, their chances. I think we're going to hold true. And again, we piss pounded them last year. That's a hard (laughs) thing to like get out of your brain. And so, I'm taking it as a W. I know a lot of people are high on Kansas State this year, but I think um, I think it might be a closer game than maybe I'm alluding to right now, but I, I got an Iowa State dub for that. Okay, so I'm going to give you how I'm feeling about it. Um, so right now, I think I think we are maybe going to be the slightly better team. I think playing at, at Jack Trice is also a huge benefit. We killed them two years ago in Ames. They haven't won in Ames in three tries now. Um, we broke the streak when they were up 17 going into the fourth quarter, which mm-hmm. I was at that game. It was cold. It was amazing. Um, we were, and we were there through the fourth quarter. Yes, but 
But the big but here is that this will be the first Iowa State game that I will be attending in Ames. And Iowa State never wins when I attend for my first game that I attend. Never. They've literally never won it before. So you're basing it off of superstition again. Correct. So because I can't have happiness when I go back to Ames the first time, I'm going to say that K-State wins this game. Wow. And that's it. That's the only basis of it. Yeah, that's a pretty terrible. Okay, well, so with this, the tiebreaker is going to me. So that's an overall win for Iowa State. Um, October 15th at Texas. Do you want to give me your insights before I give you mine? We haven't lost to Texas in three years. We're not going to lose to Texas in four for four years. That's my insight. Horns down, baby. Fuck them. All right. I predicted Texas would win last year, and I was really happy to be wrong. Um, I hate to say that I'm predicting Texas to win again this year. <laughs> this, is, this is what I just got to say. They possibly have the best wide receiver core in the conference with Xavier Worthy kind of leading that. Possibly the best running back in all of college football and Bijan Robinson. Um, and I mean, let's be real here. Steve Sarkeesian uh, last year was not good. It just wasn't good. However, he's got Quinn Ewers as his new quarterback who backed up CJ Stroud at Ohio state. Now that means something. If he like backed up a Joe Schmo at, I don't know, like Louisiana or something, that's a little bit different, but he backed up debatably the best quarterback in all of college football. From what I've been hearing, he's very well could be the number one pick in the draft when he is eligible. And so, you know, Quinn Ewers is also the highest rated um, quarterback recruit in all of history by two, four, seven sports, which is ironic that the man who surpassed him recently is Arch Manning, who also committed to Texas. So they do have new QBs. Quinn Ewers is not new to college football, though. Um, I mean, he's gotten great experience behind a really well-versed Ohio State team. We saw what happened with Joe Burrow after he transferred from Ohio State. And again, if Quinn Ewers is even half the quarterback he's hyped up to be, I doubt he's going to be all of of his hype. I'm going to say this right now. But if he's even half, of what he's hyped up to be, he's going to be a stud. And I just think, um, you know, they have way too much talent. They could be very dangerous and they have a lot. Their team is just very new this year. Um, but if they're going to lose, it's going to be through their defense because their defense lost all of their games last year for them. So I don't think it's going to happen again this year. I think Sark's going to get them a little bit more um, like a well-oiled machine. I hope I'm wrong. I really, really, really hope I'm wrong. But keep in mind, it's at Austin. So I'm giving us now. I look, Texas is always has this back. You can always be like, Texas has the best recruits. Texas has all this kind of stuff, but it has not converted for Texas for a while. Kids that are growing up and playing nowadays, they aren't afraid of Texas. Like they aren't, there's, there's nothing about Texas that scares them. It's like almost funny because like everyone makes fun of them now with the horns down and like kind of shits on Texas that like they've almost become this sort of like mocking like it's like the i don't know like the stuck up rich kid who's just like kind of a big loser you know like like Mm -hmm. like tries way too hard to be cool all this kind of stuff and no one likes them and that's what texas is and so no one's afraid of them this iowa state team's not afraid of them matt campbell's not afraid of them we went in and kicked the shit out of them last year 
I don't care who they bring back. Like I, I really don't. It's I'm, I'm reverse Iowa in this game of we haven't lost to Texas in since like Matt Campbell's basically had a good team in, in Ames. And I'm going to, I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to believe in this team. They're going to be hitting their stride. This is game game seven. And, you know, I just, I also think that like, you know, it's just Texas has Oklahoma the week before that, you know, there's, mm-hmm. they have, so like, you know, we're kind of going to be flying under the radar a little bit more this year. And I think it's, it's a great thing. Going to Austin doesn't bother me at all. I I, I don't, I don't really think it's that intimidating. So I mean, we I, won uh, in our last greeting there, but other than that, we haven't had a ton of success. We haven't been good before this. Like that's the other thing. Yeah, like, we were playing them for the Big Twelve Championship with Kyle Kemp behind center, and and we got trounced last time we went to Austin. Uh, I shouldn't say last time, but when it was two times ago, two trips back. And also, dude, October fifteenth. Again, if we play them in September, I think I like our chances a bit more just because they're such no. a new team. I just I think they're gonna have a figure we're out. We're a like new team, seven. dude. We're way more of a new team than just about anyone in the conference. We were replacing our entire offense, and our our secondary is also very different as well. We're the new so team. If anything, that, I don't like, think that helps the case. time. That's what I'm saying. It helps my case. This know. is like this know. is like the seventh game of the year. You know what? I want to believe you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give tiebreaker goes to you. So we got Texas as a dub. Okay, and I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. October 22nd by which um, not a bad thing. It's not October anymore. It's okay. It's right in the middle of our season. That's a good place to have a buy because October 29th versus Oklahoma, Oklahoma's coming to town to Jack Tri stadium. What are your thoughts before I go into mine? Um, I think Oklahoma is an interesting case this year, new coach, um, you know, and that's not that's not easy. Brent Venables has already had some, you know, off-season issues a little bit. You have a coach uh, say some things to players that he should not be saying, things like that. That you know, it's just maybe not the smoothest transition that's going on. You know, and and Oklahoma and Texas. Wait, actually, fill me of... in on that. I don't think I've heard this news. I'm dead serious. I feel I like this is big uh, news. Yeah. So Cole, I believe it's it's either Cole or Kale Gundy. Um, it's Kale Gundy. He is, um, he was a football coach on Oklahoma, assistant football coach. And basically, he read, um, in, in a, pro, a racially charged word aloud multiple times, um, in front of the players. Oh, Brent did? No, this, uh, coach Kale Gundy did. And, and oh. Brent Venables, like they've let, they let him go this week or, that are early or late last week. Um, well, that's good. Happened. Yes. So, like I said, I, I think I think there's a lot of moving pieces with Oklahoma. They're obviously going to be extremely talented and very good as as always. But um, we also play Oklahoma so well. Usually, I mean, I think yeah. every single matchup that we've had with them, maybe since Matt Campbell has been here, has been like a one to two score game. Um, but they've all been pretty close competitions. And so I, I think this is going to be a close one. I think being at Jack Trice is going to be big, but I think I'm going to lean Oklahoma a little bit just because I, I just, you know, I think it'd be a really tough one to pull out. Um, yeah. But like, this is one that I think is, is probably going to be more 50, 50 and like seeing the Vegas odds with it and stuff that I, I I'd probably say like, I'd bet 
I would be a betting man and, and take some points with Iowa State and stuff, but um, that's kind of where I'd lean. I'd probably give Oklahoma the nod. I'm, gosh, this is one that I wish I had a tiebreaker on. Um, I also put you a do loss. Have for the tiebreaker. I know, but I also put a loss for them. Uh, um, so I, I was, I literally put W, then I put L, then I put W, and I just, I landed with L. Like I actually went back and forth four separate times because first year head coach and Brent Venables. Um, he does not want you to commit to Oklahoma, um, but also new quarterback and Dylan Gabriel. Uh, this dude was a stud at UCF. I know UCF was a drop down from competition, and that's why I think it could be interesting. I don't think Caleb Williams is as good as a lot of people hype him up. He did not do much against Iowa State. If you look at him after his first two games at Oklahoma, people figured him out. He was much more of a run threat than a passing threat. Um, and that honestly scares me because Dylan Gabriel is a very pass heavy quarter. Like he's a very good passer and Marvin Mims is really scary. And Oklahoma didn't really have much of a pass threat when they played Iowa state last year. And, and so I think, you know, with the addition of Dylan Gabriel, despite that everyone thinks like, you know, the room is on fire with Oklahoma with Caleb Williams transfer and Lincoln Riley transfer. I don't think the Lincoln Riley transfer was good for Oklahoma. I think that screwed them. However, I do. I don't think Caleb Williams was as much of a loss as people were saying it was. Um, just yeah and, and so that's kind of why i ultimately landed with oklahoma taking the w i love them coming to jack trice i really like our chances if we again this is one of those things we play them week nine if we played them in early october late september i like our chances much more because they're that new of a team but i think they're gonna have stuff figured out by by late october and, and i gotta give us an l on that um but i was so so close to putting us down for a w so i like i like your call on that like take i was saying the points I'm looking at the box score from last year too. We are such a box score team. We beat Oklahoma in total yards. We had almost three times as many passing yards as them. They beat us in rushing yards. They were one for 10 on third down. One for 10 on third down. They they ran four or 34 less plays than us offensively. We had almost 18 minutes more of time possession with the ball. And we lost them. Like it, that is wild. That, that we're them and like, Iowa's box score were just maddening. Oh, it's like those games where you just thoroughly outplay them and the turnover battle. Is, I, I mean, that was when we had three turnovers. Oklahoma only had one. And it's just like, so I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly take the L on this one. But like I said, I think this is one that like I would I would say is is very close to a coin flip in, in my book. I agree. Okay. Well, mm, that was a frustrating one to pick a loss on, but Hey, Mizzou 67, this is for you. Um, November 5th versus West Virginia homecoming new quarterback, JT Daniels. I personally got us down for a win. You know, JT Daniels, I think is an, is an interesting addition, but let's be real here. He couldn't hold a starting job at USC when USC was very meh at the, at the quarterback level. Uh, he couldn't hold a starting job at Georgia and JT. What's his name? Uh, JT Bennett, something Bennett. Oh, gosh. Um, JT, was it Barrett? No. Whatever. Wow. Wow. Come on. It's Bennett something. Whatever. JT Daniels couldn't hold a starting job over two different you know people where he was supposed to. Um, now I know that. Wow, this is bad that we can't remember his, his name, dude. He literally just won the national championship. <laughs> but um, I know that he, you know, played pretty well 
throughout the year, but he also didn't light the world on fire. And I don't think West Virginia has a great supporting cast around them. Um, you know, their head coach is kind of on the hot seat a little bit. Depends how he's going to kind of figure stuff out this year. I think we're also going to play them pissed off this year. You guys remember what happened last year? They literally snuck by a 28 point swing on us. It was horrible. I think, I don't know. I like our chances. It's at Jack Trice. I, I think we're going to piss pound them this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one where we're, we're honestly probably slightly the better team. We definitely were last year. That game was incredibly frustrating to watch. Um, I don't know if that game was more frustrating to watch than the Texas Tech game, but very, both are very close. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I would agree with this. I, I think um, being in Jack Trice, homecoming, we normally play pretty well in homecoming. Us. We do play well in homecoming. We're usually a good homecoming team. Mm-hmm. But I'm also planning to attend this game too. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or not. Because the second game, and I attended homecoming last year, and we won against Okie State. So, your superstitions are off the rails, dude. That's all I am with this <laughs> team. That's all I am with Iowa State. Just being superstitious. Okay. So, with that, I'm gonna say that Iowa State makes the journey good, and we we take a, a dub ski. Good, 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 good. By the way, it's Stetson Bennett. Just to clarify, sorry that we were Nimrods for that one audience. Um, moving on, November 12th at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, I would say that the conference is now Mike or Matt Campbell and Mike Gundy's. I think that's kind of safe to say at this point. Um, very well could be a new look with, um, you know, with how Dave Aranda, you know, keeps performing with Baylor. But as of now, I would say it's, it's kind of their, their conference. So what are your thoughts? Um. You know, I think I would agree. I, I think, you know, Oklahoma State and us, we've had great battles almost every single year. This game's usually I love exciting. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. I it's do like too. the most it's, fun game to watch every my year. favorite rivalry. <laughs> that, so like, great. I want it to be the new rivalry of the Big 12, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so much respect between the two programs. Yes, yes. We got them last year at home. You know, they ranked number seventh. Um, we were their first loss of the year. Um, and you know, we played a hell of a game. That was one of the best, I think, defensive games I've seen our, our, our guys play. And, you know, it was one of those games where like both teams played really well. There's no turnovers in the game. Both teams played well enough to win. And Iowa state just was a little bit better, um, and able to pull that one out in Ames. Um, with that, you know, this Oklahoma state team is, is still very good. Mike Gundy's a great coach, you know, maybe the best in the big 12, I would say, like I would actually say definitely the best in the big 12. Um, yeah, me too. And, and so and he's a man. One, I think he's 40. He, he is a man and he's 40. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Um, and so I, I think with all that um, in mind and it kind of being at Oklahoma state and them, you know, I think they would also probably be my pick to win the conference this year. I think this is going to be an Oklahoma State win. Oh, gosh. I I don't like that we're agreeing on that. They're my pick to win it all this year, too. I also have them for a loss. Um, You know, Spencer Sanders, he's one of those rare college football dual threat quarterbacks who doesn't make mistakes. I feel like when you usually see a dual threat quarterback in college football, they usually throw a lot of picks. Um, But 
you know, they kind of make up for it through their wheels. That's not really what, what Spencer Sanders does. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's a great team leader. He's a phenomenal just gamer. Like he's just so competitive in his spirit. I got a lot of respect for that guy. Um, yeah. And I think, I think they're going to come out with some fire. I, I don't think that loss last year sat well with them at all. And I think they're going to, you know, come out guns a blazing. I do think we're going to make it close just because of Oklahoma state. Oh gosh. I keep saying Ohio state. Jeez. Oklahoma state, Iowa state, um, is always one of those just beautiful big 12 matchups. Um, but I do come out. I, I think, I think we're going to come out with a loss. So L for Oklahoma state moving on to November 19th versus Texas tech tech is coming to Jack Trice senior nights. Wait, um, I have last... one comment. I have one last comment on that one. Okay. Oklahoma state does play Oklahoma the week after we, and depending on where I would say soon, you know, if it's a couple lost clones, like we've been talking about, this could be a little bit of an overlook game, but that's it. But I still do agree that we're going to get, an Oklahoma State team that will probably be pretty focused, but that is something to keep in mind with it. That is pretty fair. That is fair. All right. Hey, good little add-on. Anything else? That's it. No. <laughs> All right. November nineteenth, Tech is coming to town. Senior night for our boys. Um, first year coach Joey McGuire. I don't think we're going to lose to him. Um, I just I can't see it happening again on a sixty-three yard field goal. Um, so yeah, I got us down for a W and honestly, I think we're going to kick the shit out of them too. I don't think it's going to be close. What are your thoughts? I think that this will be a game where we just absolutely pulverized. <laughs> I guess. Well. I you think uh, we're what we're going to just pulverize them. I, 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 oh, I pulverize. Think, okay. I, I, if I had to like, um, excluding, if I had to pick a conf, well, excluding Kansas, but if I had to pick a conference game that I think will maybe be the biggest blow off for us this year. I think it, I would, I would circle this one. I, I think this is going to be one that Campbell and, and the coaching staff and whatnot are going to very much try and not like send a message, but you know, that game was ridiculous last year. Um, and so, yeah. And, and yeah, tech new coach, all that kind of stuff. I, I, you know, this is going to be an Iowa state team senior night um, towards the end of the year, probably hitting their stride. Um, that I, I think that it would be, it'd be really hard for tech to pull this one out in names. So agreed. And I mean, keep in mind, Campbell's lost to him once off a 63 yard field goal. So yep. I like our chances. Um, last game of the season, November 26th. That is until, you know, we make it to the college football playoffs. <laughs> okay. Then we got two more. Um, last regular season game of the year, November 26th at TCU. Um, first year coach and Sonny Dykes, uh, you know, I've always been higher on Max Duggan than I think most everyone else. Maybe it's because he's an Iowa boy. I don't know, but I think, I just think he's a gamer. If he stays healthy, which he very well might not because he kind of has in the past two years and it's the very end of the season. Um, I think that he could make it close. However, I think TCU was another, just like a, just like you said, pulverizing game last year. Hard to get that out of my head. Hard for me to think that it's going to be closer than like a 10-point game. So I, I got Iowa State winning that at TCU. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I mean, TCU was a pulverizing game at senior night, and we kind of took them to the woodshed there. So um, I, I think this is one, too, that you're going to get an Iowa State team that should show up. I don't think TCU is maybe going to be too great this year either. Um, 
So I, um, I, this is one that I, I would also probably have as a, as a win as well. Um, just kind of with those elements that I think, it, you know, it's Iowa State at the end of the year. Um, and, and I just, I'm not sure I see TCU being that great of a team this year. So. Okay. Well, that's it. That leads us to an eight and four finish bowl bound baby. Um, I really don't think that that sounds too far off though. Like I, I kind of like that, that breakdown. I would trade off Texas as a loss and you said as a win, um, you would trade off, uh, Kansas state as a loss. I said it was a win. I said, Baylor would be a win. You said it would be a loss. And, um, I think those were the only ones that we were kind of conflicted on. Otherwise, um, the rest is pretty much chalk. So should we move on to some, um, basketball news? Well, so you have a final prediction of them having one less, one more win, correct? You have an, you had a, if you had your way, you had a, no, you had an eight. Uh, let's see points, here. Correct. You had a losing had to Iowa, losing clones. to Baylor, losing to Texas. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. No, neither of us had a main four. One second. I, I might have miscounted that. One, seven and five. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, six, seven, eight, eight. Yeah. And then losses one, one against Oklahoma state, two against Oklahoma, three against Baylor and four against Iowa. Yeah. That's eight and four. Oh, you override my case. Okay. But if you, okay, let's do like, if you had to do the individual record, per, mine was per, still eight and four. Yours is eight and four. You have them losing to yes. Iowa. Um, I have Texas, them losing Oklahoma, to Iowa, and Oklahoma state, Texas, Oklahoma and Oklahoma state. Yes. Okay, and I have them at seven and five, I believe, losing to Iowa, Baylor, yes. K State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I have them losing every other game to start the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, win. So, I, I just think we're gonna have a good team, man. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I mean, we a surprising team. Uh, yeah, a surprising team. I think again, you know, I think it's classic Iowa State, nine and three. I think it's nine and three is the ceiling. But I could see that big that's, 12 that's, championship is probably out of reach though. Yeah. I mean, the big 12 championships only in reach if it's, you know, we have to get some pretty big wins against other teams that are obviously there for tiebreakers, you know, but if our three losses are obviously to like Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma state and stuff, that's not going to bode well for us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So moving on to basketball, so Gabe Kalsher, we're going to put in this clip right here just because it was glorious. But Gabe Kalsher um, was asked, what is the game he's most looking forward to aside from Iowa? Texas. I don't even need to say why. Texas. <laughs> game y'all looking forward to besides Iowa? Texas. Texas. You know why Texas. I ain't, yeah. I ain't even got to say it, but Texas. Yeah. And so um, I think it was Cycle and Dave on Twitter. Shout out Cycle and Dave. Uh, just posted this and just said, like, Cyclones by a milli, whatever it is. And Tyrese Hunter found the clip and quote tweeted it and said, free smoke for anybody. Now, I know how you're probably going to take this, and and I want you to take this how I know you're going to take it. I'm going to take it in the direction of, dear God, Tyrese, please don't. Just, just don't. You know, just chill out when you're playing against us. You just don't have to go all, all that hard. Just just chill. We don't we don't no, no, need no. you to no, no, dunk no. on we us. We want him anything. to go even harder, so then he'll be like turnover prone, trying to do too much. 
you know, that kind of stuff that I, uh, I would maybe like to see. So uh, but let him try and like carry the team, not let the game come naturally to him. You know, I, I'm, I'm down for that. So, but I mean, he's gonna get the smoke. Like, what do you expect? You go to Texas, like you go to an in-state rival, like everyone hates Texas, like in the big 12, that's just like known. Like he's gonna get, he's gonna get, you know, that shit. So, and I love it. I mean, I, yeah. Gabe's got that dog in him. Yeah, no, he does. He does. By the way, I think my audio just got screwed up. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds terrible. It sounds like you're well, talking through like uh, the telegram or something like that. It's, it's not getting fixed. I, I've already tried to unplug it and replug it. So listeners, just deal with my voice for the rest. Of- we don't have much longer. Okay. Oh, done. Now it's, it's good now. Wow. What happened? Oh, all right. Never mind, guys. I knew I would fix it. Mike um, no. There we go. We are good now. Um, no, d- dude, I'm just going to be real here, dude. Like Tyrese was just so good. And I think um, the one thing with Tyrese is even if he's off offensively, he still creates just so many turnovers defensively. Like that's kind of where he gets his game going. And and that's one of those things that you can bring every single game, especially the ones that you're hyped for. So uh, just his play style, I don't like it. And it- and it does scare me. So yes, Tyrese, I'm afraid of you. Okay. Just chill out, man. We don't need that. That's fair, but um, I'm excited. I like that. I- I'm glad. I'm glad that Gabe saying a little something. Me too. Cause I think sometimes when you're like former players or former teammates, you're too it's afraid to say something. Shit, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, man, like you could have been back with us and you decided to chase the money and go to Texas. So we had a sweet 16 and they didn't like at the end of the day, it's, it's true. It was purely a money decision. I don't blame him by the way. I'm raising my hand. Get your your money, you know? Yeah. But at um, the end of the day, kind of, we're a lot, you're allowed to talk shit then. Like it it goes both ways. You know, we're allowed to be like, Hey man, that's pretty lame that you just like took the money instead of sticking around with like the coach and team that, you know, you could have, you could have done a little something and been like basically the leader of this team this year and given like the keys to the car and said like, he's probably gonna be fighting for playing time in Texas. Like, all right. So yeah. Have fun Dude, with it. If he comes to Hilton and just kills us. Oh my gosh. That would be the equivalent. I'll of respect like, it. I, I'll just respect. I, I will like, too. He's a baller. We saw him ball in, in the tournament. We've, we've seen him play. So Dude, like, that we, would be we the know equivalent of do. like, we saw what he did. To like LSU. your, that's true. He killed LSU, but like that would be the equivalent of watching your ex-girlfriend Stop. with their trust fund boyfriend just walk right by you and like flaunt their money just right in front of you. Again, just, just <laughs> flaunting it. You know, it's like, okay, like you we already broke up. Like you didn't need to rub it in my face anymore. So I don't know. Um I whatever. I love the shit talk though, because I feel like you don't see that very much. People are too nice to each other, especially former teammates. So shout out Gabe. I like that a lot. Yes. All right. In other basketball news in the recruiting world, Otts and co just landed Caden fish three-star guard who committed Iowa state over double digit D one offers. So he was a highly sought after recruit. Um, he also played AAU with Omaha by Lou. What did we say on our last episode, man? I said with the commitment of my lawn and Omaha, we're going to have many more recruits start to come in with ease. This was clearly one of those that piggybacked off of the Omaha commitment. And again, like once you have guys that are already in your system that other people want to play with, it's just going to make the recruiting game so much easier. So getting Omaha and Milan, you know, early in the recruiting process 
It's just going to make the rest of the 2023 class even more bolstered, in my opinion. So huge land by Otz Co. I mean, we are literally the fifth-ranked recruiting class right now. Mm-hmm. Fifth. That's insane. Isn't Duke has, like, all five stars, don't they? Yes. They're number yes. one. Yeah. But, I mean, Duke is number one. They have four five-stars. Kentucky has three five-stars. Then Michigan State's three with four four-stars. Ohio State has four four-stars. We have one five-star, two four-stars, and a three-star. Like, Ohio that's State insane. Just in there. That is insane. And then, I mean, if you – I don't know. Like, our recruiting class right now, based on how it's ranked, would have been around, like, the uh, top ten recruiting class last year based on, like, the points that they allocate here. And that's if, if we do nothing else with this class. Like, that's – it's very impressive by Odds and Co. And and obviously we had a, a really big get with Omaha being being teammates um, with Caden. So like you know that that helped a ton. But I mean, I, this just got me excited. You know, like as excited as I can be for basketball with football being like you know three weeks away. But I, I'm that's true. No, we honestly have like we never talked this much basketball this close to football season. So like. Otz is just making a name for himself, and he just man, he's just incredible. Um, we love Otz. anything he's else great. on basketball, though. Yeah, no, the wonderful it's just, wizards of Otz and Otz. We trust, um, love the man. We we give him nothing but praise, and very excited to see what he's able to do with this team and and the culture surrounding this basketball team moving forward. So, all right, last thing. Um, Al Lazard making headlines again, saying he wants to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I don't know. I just think he needs to go take a trip with um, Aaron Rodgers, pop in some psychedelics, and I think he's there. I mean, that helped Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I mean, he's set up in a situation that is going to give him some success. He's going to have an opportunity, you know, like he gets, gets to be the one of the best quarterbacks of all time number one guy in that offense and you know he has a chance to prove himself he's got trust of of rogers as well so that's just it's where it's at and we've seen i mean lazard kind of he came to iowa state when he could have gone to a lot better schools and he balled out at iowa state still being kind of like you know one of the few offensive weapons on the team for a couple of years so you know he's he's done that before when he knows that he maybe has a little bit of a target on his back or or you know might be that number one option, you know, it's obviously at the college level, not the NFL level, but you know, I, I, uh, I don't think there's much better organizations or teams or quarterbacks that he could be playing for in the league that would allow him to, to potentially succeed and, and, you know, show that he, I don't know if he's going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but you know, he could be pretty serviceable. We, we've seen him. He's stuck around undrafted like that alone to be playing in the NFL for as long as he has is, is impressive. And, you know, we'll see what he can he can make of this opportunity, but it is very exciting to just kind of hear, you know, the support that he has with the Packers, the Oregon, and Rodgers. So, you know, he was on an interview with Good Morning Football. I think it was this morning, and he just talked so much about how much going on draft just humbled himself, and it was um, it's just it, it just, it's really cool to like listen to him, you know, talk on that. Just because as Iowa State fans, none of us predict that. I can tell you, I didn't, um, and obviously he didn't either. 
Um, and it's just kind of, if anything helped him in the NFL, like it's helped him work harder. He said he wanted to become the best blocker in the NFL too, or as a wide receiver, because he wanted to find value on the field that way. But again, don't knock his pass catching ability. Like he, um, I've seen so much film where he like goes in to fake a block and then just like slips by just because everyone's, you know, projecting him to land a block. So he kind of gets, finds creative ways to get himself open and I just want to say this, you know, he had, he doubled his touchdown total from last year to the previous year. So like now stepping into the wide receiver one role, um, I, I just think it's going to open up a lot for him and, and he's going to have a great opportunity to shine this year. So uh, shout out Allen pop off season coming up soon. We're all, we're all behind the lizard. So. All right. All hail the lizard King. Um, anything else before we close out today? Just roll clones, baby. <laughs> Roll clones and also head on over to isucyclonsports.com. Um, he was the man who uh, followed up on the Caden Fish commitment. So, of course, he's uh, very timely with his news, very um, quick to the trigger. And, of course, visit Iowa Chill's website. Uh, they have some summer hoodies still on sale. But as always, um, you know, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. And uh, I think we're good to go, Newt. Roll clones. Roll clones, baby.